What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the Opinion Brothers Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 128. What's going on, everybody? What's happening? What's cracking, lacking? And then the good words of my brick, my good friend Patrick, was shaking and banking people. What's happening? Welcome back to the podcast on this beautiful um, Monday, wherever you are. Um, hopefully Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you listen to this. You know what I'm saying? But I hope it is a beautiful day. Um, Wherever you are, you know what I'm saying? Whether you're listening to us in uh, Paris, uh, the UK, you know, um, here in the United States, Michigan, uh, LA, Florida, Alaska, you know what I'm saying? Canada, uh, Mexico, uh, Texas, everywhere. I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, Before we actually get into the show, before we get started, I want to shout out um, a few of our ad partners that have um, linked up with us. So first of all, we want to uh, shout out Amazon Audible. Now, Amazon Audible is the world's largest producer and provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. With a customer-centric approach to technological innovation and superior programming, Audible has reinvented a media category and is the driving force behind today's audio entertainment revolution. Now, listen, I can go on and go, go on and on about Audible and how it's becoming very, very uh, revolutionary in the audio um, <clears throat> in the audio world right now. Uh, would just bring a lot of uh, books to the forefront and a lot of your favorite celebrities, uh, whether they are narrating uh, the book or re- or they have written the book or doing both, um, bringing those books to the forefront and having an actual app um, that allows you to uh, basically just funnel through uh, different different categories and genres of books that probably you didn't even expect to be on there. And um, that you can save it. So, you know, I always talk about, you know, especially in this time right now, you can't really get to a, a handheld, uh, uh, hand to hand copy of a book. So I think Audible right now uh, will be a great fit for those who are uh, more of the, you know, sit at home with your reading glasses on and read the book. Um, I, 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 I encourage you to try Audible one time right now, especially during this pandemic, because I know a lot of readers who read for real are missing the the uh, the nostalgia of reading um, just, you know, uh, with words and everything. So I encourage you to just uh, use, use Audible with my free trial, right? Uh, 30 days uh, free with a free book, right? So you can read Michelle Obama's book. You can read 48 Laws of Power. You can read Gucci Mane, right? You can read Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? Your favorite nonfiction fiction books may be on there. Uh, they have millions and millions of copies of books with tons of genres on there. So check it out right now with my uh, code right now, www.audibletrial.com forward slash the TOB podcast, 30-day free trial with uh, a free book today. Okay, that is also that everything will be in the link um, in our description and it's on our Instagram and it's on our website at www.tyronzahicks.com. Com, okay, listen, we also want to give a shout out to the best chicken and fish spot in Grand Rapids, uh, by far, hands down, uh, continuing to get good reviews. Um, listen, I love Four Brothers Fish and Chicken. Uh, we have a good COVID-19 special going out right now. Um, I know that we couldn't get it on Uber Eats. Uber Eats is really um, being very selective on what they are putting uh, or what they are allowing restaurants to put on their menus. 
And also, I just believe if you're if you're not on a certain level, you can't really suggest some stuff. So you know, it's, it's levels to this shit, especially in this pandemic season. So with our COVID nineteen special, um, they are open from Monday to uh, Monday through Saturday. I believe their times now are eleven to ten or eleven to eight, um, but they are open uh, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. Uh, we have a COVID nineteen special, ten wings. And fries and a can of pop for nine ninety nine. Okay, listen. I tell you they're the best chicken and fish spot in town in Grand Rapids because they are the only place in town that I know of, period, that allows you to sit here and put your own seasoning on here. They have the crack seasoning. They literally have the the label on the bottle, crack seasoning. And they are the only ones that allow you to put as much. I keep trying to tell people you can put as much of a heart attack on your chicken. You know what I'm saying? I don't suggest you do it, but sometimes you get a little heavy-handed. You know what I'm saying? They have the mild sauce. They have the barbecue sauce. They have the hot sauce. They got the regular lemon pepper for those who may not like the crack season. You can put as much as you want. I love Four Brothers. I love the the family-oriented relationship they have going. And the food is amazing, man. The food is amazing. They're chicken tenders out of this fucking world. They are different, okay? Okay, every time they post a chicken to it's different. So listen, make sure that you go check out uh, Four Brothers right now. Get our COVID-19 special, $9.99, 10-piece wings with, uh, with fries and a can of pop. At, uh, available at both locations, 1975 Madison Avenue Southeast um, and 4720 South Division Avenue uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. All right, guys, listen, I hope everybody, like I said, has been doing great this week. Um, it's been a really, really good week, man. You know what I'm saying? Second week in May, you know, Big Gretch, you know, she extended the 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 stay at home order, you know, to to May 28th, and I'm like, okay, all right, we we here, you know, we got some got some, you know, we still in here, but I feel I have a feeling, I have a I have a I have this kind of feeling that um like we're going to be out of quarantine in a minute, you know. You know what I'm saying? Because like I've said before, right? I've said this on this on, on my platform a lot of um a lot and, and I think ever since the COVID hit, you know, me as just a forward thinker, thinking outside of the box, but also being rational and staying in that middle, right? I I always look at, you know, both sides of the spectrum and looking at it, I'm like, I was talking to my mama today, I was like, yo, I feel like we all got it. We all had it at one point and I and I've talked to multiple people about to have this conversation like yo we've i feel like we've all had it at one point or another um it just depends on how your body reacts to the actual virus right if and i think a lot of doctors who have been on um, a lot of mainstream media circuits in a way have been correct in the body literally fights off the you know fights off the viruses like that's what the body is made for it's it's made to make antibodies and fight it off so if we get a second uh, second wave coming in then we have the cure you know we have the antidote in our body already to you know fight it off but um what i continuously can't understand and what people don't understand is being cautious and being aware 
right? Make sure that you're staying six feet. You understand what I'm saying? Make sure that you're not in crowded spaces. Make sure that you're not trying to just go out to go out because you're bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, sit your ass down somewhere. Like, it needs to be had. Change your perspective. Do something different, right? Um, I think in this se- I think in this season we're getting caught up about being outside. Trust me, even me, I'm talking to myself uh, because you know I want to be outside. And as and as an indoor person, as somebody who loves to be in the house a lot, I'm at the point to where I'm like, yo, I just need a good kickback and I'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like I just need a good a good conscious, smart, cool kickback with some people. You know what I'm saying? And then we can and I can be fine. Like I'll be good after that. But, you know, a lot of people are still having parties. You know, like I said, Atlanta's opening it back up and everything. It, you know, some cities are opening back up. I just want people to be safe and aware and cautious. And, again, shout out to all the essential workers um, that are out here risking their lives for us. So I appreciate you. Uh, we love you um, over here. Uh, we, we definitely got a good show for you today. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we we it's kind of hard, right? Because... We lost two legends kind of in one day, or it was reported in one day um, that Andre Harrell or uh, Little Richard passed. We're, we're going to discuss that a little bit. Um, I'm going to come at the heads of some Michigan churches, particularly some, particularly one in Detroit, Southfield area, Southfield period, um, that is suing Big Gretch because of this damn, this stay at home order, right? We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chili Bowl haircut, man. I've seen this this meme. And, you know, it brought back a lot of uh, trauma. <laughs> brought back a lot of trauma. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Um, I need to understand. I, I read this story and I shared it on my Facebook. It was a Florida. It was a Florida. It happened in Florida. Good Lord, my state. I love you. I love my born state, right? Second home for me. Right, Orlando is second home for me. I, I love visiting my brothers, my cousins, and my family down there. But I also understand that Florida's crazy as fuck. Right? As a Floridian, right? As a part Floridian, I understand my Floridians. Right? I didn't live down there all my life. But I have a pretty good, obscure understanding of how Florida works. And yeah, we crazy. Right? People tell me I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know where I get it from, right? I claim it. That's fine. But I need to understand how the hell do you back up on two cars? Like, you just have to, you have to, it be some shit that just blow my mind. And I just be like, this has, this, yeah, that couldn't, that could not have happened. So, um, I was just like, whoa. MVPs of the week. MVPs of the week. These MVPs tore Instagram live. Up last night. Listen, it is Sunday right now, eleven thirty a.m. And yesterday, Saturday, Erica Badu and Jill Scott. It wasn't even a versus. I can't even say versus, right? Erica Badu and Jill Scott live in Instagram live in concert. Okay. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I feel like Erica Badu is being shady to Teddy Riley in a way, right? Because you had Teddy Riley's kind of whole setup in a way, the microphone and everything, headphones, and um, let me just say the energy 
from the start. First of all, let me give a shout out to my sister Adia who who was who had a, like a little Zoom party. We was in there, shared the. We was in there just jamming. You understand what I'm saying? It was a nice Zoom party. We had like three, four, five people up in there. We was jamming. It was, it was literally like watching a concert, and you could see like people were in here. It was like a, um, you know, Instagram said it was, it was um, almost seven hundred and twenty-three thousand people, or seven hundred and fifty thousand people watching. I'm going to up that to a probably another a 250,000 to 300,000 watching with others who have it on the screen. You understand what I'm saying? Because as we were watching, I had it up on the screen. I was linked, but it was like five other people watching. So I'm like, listen, I'm in, but add, add, add five other people who watch it with me. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm already saying like, yo, they, they had probably like, a million people watching this. You understand what I'm saying? And when I tell you it was good vibes, good vibes all around. Like you wanted to roll a blunt, spark your incense, have your frankincense all around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, burn your sages, had your oil, like put some good oil in your head. <laughs> like it was just the synergy and the energy, especially for what we are going through right now, it was just beautiful to see two queens in music legends in the in the industry come together and like I said, it wasn't a versus, right? It wasn't a versus. It was more like a it was more like just a concert and them just celebrating each other. You understand what I'm saying? And then celebrating the craft that they did. Like the first song they did was a song that they did with the uh with Erica Badu, uh Erica Badu did with the roots that Jill Scott wrote for them. And then they like it was like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you we understood from the get-go. Like when Jill Scott, like we when Jill Scott went live, we got in. And literally she had she was playing all this like pre-game messages and beautiful black women just talking and you know speaking life into you and everything and you know Erica Badu she over here because I uh, I think she had her live going and she got Bruce Lee in the back whooping ass and shit like that and then once they came together it was just like boom and let me tell you we was in there for the entire three hours do you understand what they were live for three hours we were there for the entirety okay there was like two more songs five more songs two more we gonna do one more song three more songs you understand but we said keep going we ain't got shit where we going we (laughs) where we go we ain't got shit to do we ain't got shit to do so keep playing so shout out to Miss Jilly from Philly, Auntie Jilly from Philly, and Auntie Erica, Miss Badu, Miss Scott, y'all tore up IG Live. My favorite, by far, IG Live. I was vibing too hard over here with y'all. Uh, it was, it, I, mm, it just, I, you know, I'm an R&B head from the head to the toe. And it just made, I was so ready for this, right? Because I was ready for Teddy Riley and Babyface one. So that, because that one was just so jumbo and just all over the place, I was really, really looking forward to this. And it, and it just, it, I was 
Yes. Turn up. Um, I want to give the clowns of the week to Greg and Travis uh, Michael, of course. They are the two um, white men who decided to kill my guy, um, Ahmad Avery. I believe I said his last name right. If I didn't, correct me later on. Uh, but Ahmad Avery, who was running in Bushwick, Georgia, on uh, just a street, he was jogging, literally jogging. Uh, you can check the video out. It's literally going viral. Um, he was out jogging. And from the, what what I seen in the video, from what it looked like to me, um, Aubrey is running and he's trying to bypass the truck. And as it was said by Greg or Travis or whoever, um, they thought that coincidentally there were, he said there were a lot of robberies going on in the neighborhood. Now, if you understand a Bushwick, Georgia, um, looking up the numbers and everything like that, like you have to really look up the numbers. Um, Bushwick, Georgia is very small. Um, It's not, it's not a, it's not a big metropolis city. It's very in the country. So, it, it, I don't want to say small, but it's it's not big, right? But at the same time, um, you're talking about break-ins and this man is running. Literally, he has on shorts and a running shirt. Like, this man had on a, sh- like, literally a track, damn near, a tr- literally like you're about to go on a job, right? And all of a sudden, you see these men scuffling with him. And at this point, he pulls out the gun. And shoots him. Right? And so... In my in my opinion... Of course... Murder. Right? I don't care how you look at it. Murder. Murder. I don't care if it's in the first degree, second degree. Murder. You killed him. That's what you did. You killed him. And it wasn't like they got into a scuffle. He was... Black man was just trying to run. And try to get away. You were trying to, like, literally tail him in a way. And um, you shot him. Like, I mean, you could see the shotgun go off, and it was like, boom. And I just said, wow. And there was a post up that just was like, I'm tired of making hashtags. And that's so true, because honestly... When, when the hashtag thing started, when it came to, you know, Trayvon Martin, um, Freddie Gray, uh, Tamir Rice, and and all of the 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 the, the modern loss modern day losses that we have seen um, that have become historic in a way in my time for real. Um, in our generation, we have to find, we had to find ways of activism in our own way, in our, in, in this new, right? Because we couldn't keep doing it the same. But we also see that we're tired of sitting here trying to create awareness and that's all it's getting. And, and yeah, people are aware, but they're not changing, right? Awareness is, is not enough at and and that's what I'm feeling. I can only be honest with y'all, right? Awareness is not enough. And I don't know what else to do from just being aware. Like, making a hashtag every time 
you know what I'm saying, to be aware. Like, I'm tired of that shit. You know, we've been doing that shit for like six years. You know, damn near like 10. Right? On the compass of doing it, I'm, I'm tired. It's, it's really getting annoying. And it's not to say, like, don't stop, but it's just to say, like, do we, do we, what action, what other actions can we take? And then knowing that this is in Georgia, knowing that Southern racism is way different than a lot of Northern racism, and a lot of people don't understand that. This is, I, this case is going to be a lot different. I want to see if he gets convicted, right? We wanted him, we wanted these, these Greg and Travis to get arrested. There was a post that one of my Instagram followers said, like, I want to see conviction. There hasn't been a conviction of anybody with any of the hashtags that we've made. There has not been a conviction at all. None. So this right here is going to literally state in our faces, in our faces, that literally I can't really trust the system. And if you continuously sit here and believe in this system for for black people, I, I can't. And, and you're going to have to really, really convince me that it's there for us as black people. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I was watching the L.A. Oh, man, I was watching this documentary on Netflix, L.A. 92. Talk. It went more in depth of the L.A. riots. Now, I've seen, you know, documentaries that, you know, have bits and pieces of the L.A. riots. But the fact that they went so in depth. About and I said, when is it going to be time where we do what LA did in 92? Where we sit here and just in a new conventional or maybe unconventional way, we do what they did in 92 in LA when Rodney King got beaten, them four men walked off no problem and did not get convicted. When are we going to do that? When are we going to sit here and be like, okay, fuck the bullshit. We may not like each other, but God damn it, it don't matter because we're still getting killed. We need to mobilize. We need to compromise. We need to come to some kind of understanding. Literally was talking, uh, literally saw the D.L. Hughley interview on The Breakfast Club. And literally we like, all of our agendas are different. But I'm, I'm literally sitting here like, yo, can we come to a, a common ground for the next generation? Fuck us. You understand what I'm saying? Not to not to that degree, but we have generations to think about. That that is kind of the burden that is sick, right? But that's the burden that we have to that we have to that we have to carry. That we have to sit here and understand, like, yo, we got to leave something for the next. So we, as now a people, as black people, have we we are in positions that we can sit here and have conversations about what we need as a collective as a collective so for me in this case i am looking for black people in georgia to step up 
That's what I'm looking for. Okay? I don't care how much you getting paid. I don't, I don't care how much the white man is in your pocket. I want to see how well and how much you step up. No, and I'm not talking about the Killer Mites, the T.I.s, even the Tyler Perry's. I'm not talking about them. I want the ones in behind the scenes. I want the ones that sit here and don't really do shit about shit like this to say something. Because you know we have them. Down south. You understand what I'm saying? We have movies that literally sat here and and spoke to black politics and how we have a division. And this has to stop. And I feel like this case right here needs to be the needs to be the focal point of it stopping because I want to see how much y'all are going to push this. I'm tired of making hashtags. I'm tired. I'm tired of our black women. I'm tired of our black men dying for no fuck ass reason. There are black people in these positions that can make shit happen. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you can't. Step the fuck up. Step up. If I could, trust me, I would. We got to stop living in comfortability. Ooh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I might have to say that for the after dark. But <laughs> the opinion topic of the week uh, that we're going to talk about um, in, in, in inspiration and in, um, and, and in celebration of Mother's Day today. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I love you so much. Happy birthday to my mother. You feel me? Catherine F. Davis. Shout out to her. Y'all can go check out our Mother's Day episode that we did last year. Uh, which was really, really dope. Y'all go check that out. Um, but in light of, in, in inspiration of that, I'm going to be talking about how I'm a mama's boy and that the stigma of the mama's boy needs to stop because I'm about to compare it to a lot of shit and I'm going to break it down in a lot of ways because um, I'm watching Blackish and Andre Johnson is a real mama's boy. And I was like, you know what? That's how I love my mom. And if you don't like it, oh well. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it is. And that didn't make me weaker. That didn't make me, you know, like, you know, just out of the pack. No, it actually made me stronger. It made me understand what the fuck is going on in a lot of shit. So we're going to talk about that. So let's actually get into the show. I want to give a brief um, RIP to Andre Harrell, who was literally, who gave me all my, like, some of my, damn, there are a lot of my favorite R&B artists, right? Especially my queen, Mary J, right? Um, he was the, um, he founded his own record label, Uptown Records. He worked under some of the best, some of the pioneers of hip-hop, you know, Russell Simmons. He, um, he helped found, uh, Puffy Combs, and like I said, Mary J. Blige. Um, he was just a, a, a respected man and a, a force in the black entertainment world. And um, like I said, it, when I heard Andre Harrell pass, it kind of hit me kind of like, whoa, like, damn. Because, like I said, he, he gave us so much great music and so much great, so much of the music that he had under his label or that he produced, um, 
I listened to growing up. So uh, it, it was kind of like a damn, you know, and then little Richard passing uh, and, and watching uh, Cadillac Records, like Cadillac Records is one of my favorite like black movies. So um, it's like, damn, little Richard gone. And it was just like two legends in one. You know, and I would just want to send the condolences to their families and prayer and strength to their families because it's a lot. You know, you you we we've been having a lot of death in 2020. You know what I'm saying? And it's been a lot. I I, I want to send strength to the whole black society and black community right now. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're having a lot of death. Legends, icons. Family friends are just who from celebrities to your own family. You understand what I'm saying? And I just want to send my love and my strength and my condolence and my prayers to you. You understand what I'm saying? Because it is it's so rough. It is so rough out here. But know that you got love over here. I will continue to love on you through this microphone. You understand what I'm saying? That by the sound of my voice, hopefully that um, it just gets you, you know, closer to um, healing and um, just just continue to feel right. Like like I said, a lot of black, a lot of our black legends, icons, um, whether you may know them or not, are just are just passing, and and now. It's like passing the baton, you know what I'm saying? In a way, like they're they're passing on the the baton, and I think I think a lot of us are like, oh my goodness, you know what I'm saying? I don't have the time. We we can't talk to you. We can't, um, you know, we can't talk to you. We can't have that last word with you. We can't see you. You know, we just can't do a lot. We can't do it, it anything with you anymore because now you're gone. So, um, like I said, I just want to send. Uh, love to my black community if you lost loved ones, family, friends, celebrities, if you feel hurt, pain, and everything right now. It's a lot going on. So, love you guys. Love you. Um, Greenleaf is canceled. Greenleaf, after this last season, is going to be canceled. Now, if you don't know Greenleaf, Greenleaf is the critically acclaimed series on OWN. I think it's one of its biggest shows. Um, and it really just talks to the nature and the culture of the black church. And like I said, black politics within the black church. And, um, the one, I think, I think why black people love this show so much is because it's very relatable. You understand what I'm saying? Especially young folks. We, we understood this to the T. We like, wow. Right. And we always said like, and, and I always said like, this is where, you understand this is the show where I understood really, really how like the black church was in some ways detrimental to a lot of us in the black community. A lot of us. For real, for real. It got to that point. And um I was like, wow. They 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 talking about it all. Infidelity, um, you know, misogyny, like um, homosexuality, like they was going in, and I just was like, "Woo!" Because it's real, right? When you understand, when you know this is like when a show can like depict that realism, it's real, 
right? Um, I was watching a, um, <clears throat> a documentary series on Netflix. I've been, I, I love docu-series and documentaries. Love them. Been watching a docu-series on uh, Netflix called uh, When They See Us. And it really talks to the cinema and television of, of the black uh, of black entertainment. And um, really just understanding, like, yo, when you, back in the day, like, when they couldn't really have the camera, camera angles, like, you know, like white people had them back in the day, um, everything was so real, right? And even the people that were talking about, you know, the shows like Claudine and everything like that, like, but those shows was real, you know, Shaft and everything, like, those movies was real, like, and to understand Greenleaf, like, it gives me that type of realism, like, it gives me that type of pull, like, you know, you, you are in there, and Greenleaf just tells you this story that is in so many ways so fucking true, right, because a lot of people have seen it, and then a lot of people don't want to agree to that, Because the conviction starts to come in. And I'm like, yes. Yes, this is it. So for me, Greenleaf canceling is like, damn. Because there's so much else y'all can go into. But I think over these last five seasons, and and I have to get into season four, actually. I've I've stopped that season three, so I have to get into season four. Uh, Greenleaf just spoke to a lot of the issues and brought light to a lot of the issues that happened in the black church. And I think as a society and as a community, if we're going to continue to move forward, we have to put our issues on the front table, right? Confront them, understand them, forgive, which is the hardest thing to do, right? And not forgive for the other person, but forgive for yourself so you can heal and move forward. Because it was so much in that show. That I know is so much real life. So we was just like, damn. But shout out to Greenleaf, though. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Greenleaf. Um, I want to go at the Michigan churches real quick. That's suing Big Gretch for the stay-at-home order. Now, Big Gretch, shout out to Gretchen, uh, Whip, uh, 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 Gretch Whitmore, who is the governor of Michigan. <clears throat> want to give her a big shout out because she's been really having us um, on quarantine. Now, listen. I don't like to be on quarantine either. I don't like to be sitting at the house either, for real. Um, just playing the game every goddamn day and just working. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, nobody essentially wants to do that. I know there are people who want to go back to the office. I know there are people who want to just go outside. You understand what I'm saying? And just be outside. You can go outside, but they want to do more than just walk and just go to a grocery store. You understand what I'm saying? My grandma was like, listen, I want to go outside. She said, I can't keep going to the damn... <laughs> Uh, what you say? I can't keep going to the damn uh, grocery store and back. It's get it's getting boring. But she understands, like if it's for our the betterment of my health, then I'm staying in the crib because I'm healthy. And that's the thing. Big Gretch is out here trying to make sure that we are healthy, staying healthy, because Michigan is still one of the leading sit uh, leading states for coronaviruses and death. Now, this is the thing where I was saying earlier, we have to continue treating this seriously because it is serious. So staying in the house is like the number one priority, but if you need to go out get some fresh air, do that. Do that. Nobody's telling you to stay in, but we're telling you to stay safe. 
be cautious, be aware, okay, use your brain. Now, we've had a lot of protests over the over the time, you know what I'm saying, with people not using their brain, of course, white protesters and stuff like that, who who just wanted to basically, I see, go golfing, because obviously the golf courses are open, so obviously they just wanted to golf, right? This is their golfing season. They wanted to fish and shit. They wanted to sit here and hunt, right? Big Gretch was basically telling them to sit your ass down, let the animals have their wildlife right because as you can see or as you can hear maybe the wildlife is crazy around here right you understand what i'm saying like if wherever you are i bet you wildlife is a lot more wilder right the birds are chirping a little bit louder the squirrels are out a little bit much if you're down south the the rodents is out. like they out you understand they out the bears is out the deers is out everybody is out right now <laughs> for real tigers are out lord jesus so, you know, Michigan churches, on the other hand, have been having a problem with this, right? Um, some, not all, but three in particular are suing her for the stay-at-home order. And they're claiming that because if, if stores and pharmacies can open up, right? This is, this is what they said, and, I, and I'm going to try to quote this the way they said it. If stores and pharmacies can open up, and sell to the public, so can churches. And when I, t- not not even, ch- not churches chicken, but churches, right? And I just was like, wait a minute. Like, you really telling me that's what you said? I want people to understand the flow of what people are saying. You have to understand people's words. Read people's words. Dive into people's words. You understand what I'm saying? Go deep into what somebody is saying when they actually say it. Because that shit is so dumb to me. What? Why can't we sell to the public too? You know how you just sounded? Do you know what... Do do you... Let me... You want me to say it again? Let me... Let me... Let me say the quote again. If... Pub, um, if stores and pharmacies can sell to the public, so can... So should churches... Uh, churches should be able to as well. Really? That's crazy. I thought I went to church to 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 to, to get a one on one with God, right? To further my relationship, to maybe meet people who were in the. We know how the church run. That's why I just talked about Greenleaf, right? The fact that one of the the the, the, the bishop of Word of Faith in Southfield is really on that. I'm like, wow. Right? My old church is down the street from where to faith. I, I don't think they're doing that. There's bunches of churches around here, Rev, Grace for the Nations, who are literally who are literally adapting and doing live video. Right? And let me say, they've been doing that before this. Right? So now they're just putting all the energy into this. And a lot of churches are doing churches. Churches, um, bishop, churches like T.D. Jackson's church have been doing live videos for a long time. So this is nothing new, right? This is nothing new. It's just that white people just can't stay the fuck home. It's just that people can't stay home, period. But I don't get why you're suing Big Greg. First of all, you're mad at the end of the day because your church's not making money. That's what it is with your capitalistic ad. Okay? 
That's what you're mad at. Now, you're white. You're a white church. You're a big church, especially word of faith. You're a big church. You should be, you're going to be able to get some money in the tax write-off. That's what you do. But now y'all protesting, y'all, y'all want to sue. Get out. Bye. Um, let me let me talk about this chili bowl effect, right? Let me talk about it. So back in the day, <clears throat> and if and if you know, you know, right? Back in the day, I used to get haircuts that were bald fades, basically a bald head just without a buff. Right, and there was a meme that said seven year olds today who get who get haircuts, right? Because if you see a seven year old today, seven year old haircuts are damn near better than your own fucking haircut, and you look at them like you little mother, goddamn, who cut you? You know what I'm saying? And I looked at the haircuts from back in the day when I when you know they had another picture from back in the day with the chili bowl, and basically the chili bowl, like I said, was was just a ball fade. It was a it was a ball head without the buff. And they would try to put the line in, but, you know, they would try to put you a faint line, right? Line you up faintly. And, you know, that brought back trauma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they brought back a lot of, a lot of, a lot of in-house trauma. You know, I was thinking, like, damn, you know how many times I got smacked in the head with the chili bone? You know what I'm saying? And I had a nice little hump in the back, right, of my head. You know what I'm saying? And it would just be like a, ooh, just like a smack in the back. And you, I would get so mad, I'd be ready to fight, right? I think somebody did that in the bathroom, and we fought for about 45, 45 seconds. It was like, go 30 seconds. I was like, nah, let's do 45, because I want to beat your ass. Like, <laughs> I want to beat your, like, he smacked my hair hard. And that's, I got a fresh chili bowl haircut that, that day before, too, Right? And you know your mama like, no, nah, I'm paying for it. You going to get your ball fed. I don't want a ball fed, ma. Okay? I don't want this. I want I want a hair. No, I want I want a tape. No, you're not getting that. I don't think I got my first taper until like 10. Right? It was just chili bowl. And I was like, man, this is dumb. I like this shit. I was like, you know what? I'm So, you know, to all the kids nowadays... Uh, to all the parents who have kids who are getting those haircuts, let me just say, first of all, uh, I got smacked in the head for your child to look as handsome as he looks right now with his haircut. So let me just say <laughs> that if it wasn't for me and those who were rocking the chili bowls back in the day, if it wasn't for our trauma, okay, if it wasn't for our trauma, you wouldn't have such terrific, handsome-looking young uh, young boys with good haircuts, okay? I'm just letting you know. Just uh, no thank, no, you don't have to thank me. Just letting, I'm just, I'm just letting you know off the rip. You don't have to thank me, okay? Um, we talked about the cars, right? Because I just need to understand how the hell two cars, how you, how you back up on two cars. Now, this is a cent, uh, Citrus Park in, uh, in, in Orlando, uh, in Florida. Of course, like I said, Florida is crazy. I love my state, but um, like I said, being being a half Michigander, half Floridian, you know, you understand both. You know, you understand both cultures, and and Florida culture is a, is a lot crazier than Michigan culture. You understand what I'm saying? And um, this 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 only just 
continues to solidify how crazy my damn state is. Like, how the fuck do you back up on two cars? Like, and the picture is just so crazy. I have to post the picture. Because the picture is so crazy. I don't understand. How the hell do you back up on two cars? Accidentally, too. Right? The driver said it was an accident. The what? Okay. Okay. Throwing away something that you didn't know belonged to you or that didn't belong to you may be an accident, right? Um, clogging the toilet may be an accident, right? Not backing up on two fucking cars, okay? And I mean backing up to the point where you done, you done did damage. You done did thousands of dollars worth of damage. Like, they're going to have to take that into the dealership and they're going to have to spend about a good five to ten racks on just the front of their car alone. Because you just busted up their whole shit. Right? And the crazy thing is, the car, your car wasn't even that big to be sitting there driving on these two mini minivan looking cars. I don't understand. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I just, I was just like, how? How did you do that? Let me know. Because I just got to understand. And how was it an accident? What What did you do? Was you drunk? You weren't drunk. He said he backed up. The, the driver said that he backed up on the curb. And kept it. My thing is, once you feel the bump on the curb, you should stop. Right? Is it just me? I'm just trying to understand. When you Because I took drive. I've been driving for 10 years. Right? I think 12. Yeah, 12. Since, so, yeah, I've been driving since 14. So, I'm, I'm, I, when, I, when I parallel parked, when I backed out, when I, you know, came out the parking spot, or when I, you, I never, I never backed up onto the curb and then on the car. And then sitting here thinking, to myself, damn, this was an accident. Like, if I backed up onto two cars, right, I have to, t- like, I would have to t- intentionally have to have the 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 stick in reverse, right? I have to have the stick in reverse. And then I have to back up. I Like, you have to hear that. You know? You gotta hear that. So don't tell me it was an accident. Right? I just, yeah, I just, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, hey, if you like it, I love it. I, I can't, I can't. I just, I, yeah. I, people crazy nowadays. You know, people, I just, yeah, it's a lot. All right, we about to take a five minute break and we'll be back. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 128, we'll be back with the Opinionated Talk of the Week. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. And we are actually going live on Facebook right now. I'm actually using my new camera's features and shit. But um, we are actually live on Facebook. Shout out on my page right now. But we are actually in the Opinionated Topic of the Week. Um, And we, first of all, it is Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms. Like I said, out there, shout out to my mom, of course, personally. Uh, but just shout out to all the moms out there. 
Um, just being strong, motherly, just strong fucking women, man. Y'all are just amazing. You understand what I'm saying? Don't matter what you did, how you did it. Don't, I don't. That's that's not the point. That's not the problem. But just just the fact that you always continuously every day put yourselves before you know you put you put others before yourselves that's what i'm trying to say like you put everybody before you you know and that makes and and and, and understanding that that makes me so um just beautifully um humbled and honored to just have women especially black women you know i gotta give love to my black women just particularly black women who just continuously kill it you know what i'm saying continuously just destroy the game um continuously just elevate in motherhood and just just uh, i love y'all so in that i want to talk about um the concept of being a mama's boy because i am one you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm a mama's boy, and I am not afraid to say that shit. I've been saying that shit ever since probably I was born. Um, <clears throat> my mama was a single mom. Uh, she and my, my dad got divorced, and she moved back to Detroit. My, obviously, my dad is from Florida. My mom is from Detroit, born and raised. Um, so when I was born in Florida, we she moved. She was down there for like 10 years, met my dad. You know what I'm saying? Had me, right? And um, they divorced, moved back up to, uh, we, me and my mom moved back up to Detroit. And she was a single mom. You know what I'm saying? And what I can really under, like, really say to y'all is really just, um, I was under her. You understand what I'm saying? And she knew it, right? I was really, really under my mother because um, I was I was that type of kid where I was afraid of, Afraid of dudes who did not respect women, literally, right? And I and I and I can attest to that. Like I was really afraid of dudes who did not respect women, um, because you see it in the movies, you actually see it in real life, and they made it look effortless. They made it look so so just okay to do it. And the women, you know, what I'm saying that I would see on whether it was a TV screen or in real life. It would just be like, yo, why are you letting this man talk to you like this? You understand what I'm saying? Why are you letting him put his hands on you like this? You know what I'm saying? But my mom won't like that. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. She, she, she wouldn't like that. She would never, she never, ever let a man disrespect her at all. If you know my mama for real, you know it ain't that, it, it ain't that type of part. Right? Never was, never have been, never will be. You understand what I'm saying? So in that, it, it it became, I knew I was a mama's boy, right? I knew that because my dad was was in, you know, Florida and I was here, it was just me and her, right? It was just me and her. So we formed so many bonds and connections that the concept of a mama's boy really didn't phase me, Right? Oh, you wonder your mama so much. Oh, where your dad at? Why you not with your dad and stuff like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, really how people can get so just nasty about that shit, about being a mama's boy, when really they are literally hurting because their mother is not doing what my mom was doing. 
You understand what I'm saying? My mom is sitting here um, being involved and she's, uh, you know, she was always involved was not the word. She was literally in everything that I did. You understand what I'm saying? You know, she was that parent. You know, she wanted to make sure that she was around. Right? She wanted to make sure that I, that literally I had everything that I could possibly need, even want. You understand what I'm saying? And she made sure that she was available, even during her crazy work schedule. Right? She used to work at um, MGM Grand. And um, during that time, she was on it, like, 8 to 5 every day, even sometimes, even maybe work some weekends just to get some overtime. But that was my mama, right? She was a hustler. And for me being a mama's boy, right, it was looking at somebody who was stronger, in my view, than a fucking man literally doing all of this extra shit. Like, like as men, we sit here and say, man, we do so much. But I'm looking at my mom over here as a young black man looking at my mom and I'm sitting here like, hold the fuck up. She doing that and more? She she doing what this nigga doing and coming home and God damn. Right? What the fuck you doing sitting there? So, so it had me just sitting there like the concept of it. Right? The understanding of what mama's boy really tried to and I was like, I never really took offense to it. Right? Like my mama my mama knew that I was being very dependent on her. Right, got to a point where I became a I became a little bit too dependent on my mom. Right, I think just emotionally, uh, financially, physically, um, you know, what I'm saying coming to her just for every problem and everything like that, and you know, just not understanding that I needed to find and have independence. And sometimes, as a mama's boy, as mo- as as boys who love their mothers, you know, what I'm saying. What I'm saying as a mama's boy, like, you gotta find that that independence, you know what I'm saying, as being raised by a single mom, it was just us, right, it was just us, you understand what I'm saying, my mom has been through so much, right, that I've seen her struggle, and then some, and then go through it, and then have to sit here and push, that's the resiliency that I come with, right, so it never fazed me, I I always credit me being a mama's boy, right? Because my experience as a mama's boy taught me to do this. You understand what I'm saying? The foundation, the shit that she taught me, the shit that I grew up on, this is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? We're, we're coming from this. I'm coming from a a, a woman of strength, of, of a woman of, of per, uh, perse- uh, perseverance and and of willpower and of intelligence and shit like that. Like, that's where I come from. And it was just like for people to sit here and, and create such a stigma over the mama's boy thing. It's like, yo, you love your mama. Would you die or would you kill for your mama? I know you would. Would you die for your mama? I know you would. You understand what I'm saying? Now, listen here. Your mother does not have to be your actual birth mother. You understand what I'm saying? The person that birthed you. Because there are in some situations where the person that birthed you is not your mama. But the person that raised you and gave you those values and still love and trust and inspiration and values in you, 
that's your mom. You understand what I'm saying? The woman that raised you and, and gave you all of that, that's your mom. You understand what I'm saying? So you should uphold her and love her to that degree. You understand what I'm saying? So it was for me like I couldn't understand how people would call me a mama's boy, but I'm looking at everybody else, every other nigga in the, in the crowd and be like, yo, y'all would do the same shit, if not more for your mama. You understand what I'm saying? Because if anything, you don't talk about nobody's mama, right? Like younger, oh, man, your mama jokes. Like you, you can see who loved a mama and who did. <laughs> like let's let's be real and let's keep it a humbug, right? Your mama jokes was the really clear depiction of how you how much you loved your mama. It would it wouldn't even go there for me if you said your mama. It's a wrap. I'm coming at your head like that's how that's how mama boy. That's how much of a mama's boy I was. You understand what I'm saying? Like I'm coming at your undivided head. You understand what I'm saying? And it, once you hit the yo and I hear the ma, you ain't even got to say the ma. It's, I'm coming at your head. Don't, don't do it. Right? You understand what I'm saying? And my mom will always be like, no, nah, baby, it ain't true, so don't even work. I'm like, no, nah, ma. Because they want to say that shit about their mom. You understand what I'm saying? They want to say that shit about their auntie or their grandma or some shit like that. Because when they get home, I know they get that same ass whooping. They get that same, uh, they playing that same game. They getting that same, some of them are getting that same love. Now, I know in some instances, some aren't, you know what I'm saying? But, right, it was just like, yo, we, I, 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 I understood where the hurt and pain came from. Once I understood the concept of why mama's boy was such a fragile thing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, Everybody is one in their own way, right? Everybody is one. Mama's girl, mama's boy, like, mamas love their boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they love their boys just like daddies love their girls, right? And it's like that bond that I have with my mom is never breaking. That's the that's my number one lady. You understand what I'm saying? I've seen, like I've said, I've seen her go through major things that I didn't think that I would ever see, right? And I've seen her strength through it all. And seeing that is like, yo, you're strong, you're powerful. And to know that you instilled that in me, then I will always be a mama's boy. I don't give a fuck. I will kill for my mama. You understand what I'm saying? I will die. For that lady. You understand what I'm saying? Because she got cut open to let me live. You understand? <laughs> to birth me. Like, she had a C-section from my ass. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm, that's my... What the hell? Like, she, she's been there in ways that I can't even imagine. So, for people to say, or for people to call you, if anybody calls you a mama's boy, embrace that shit. You love your motherfucking mama. Now, that doesn't mean be dependent on her, right? And there, there comes a time. You have to find your own independence. You can't be independent and be a mama's boy. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that does not mean sit here and be under her roof and eat up all her food and, you know, just don't do shit and don't pay. No, she going to kick your stupid ass out, okay? Don't be doing that shit. You ain't a mama's boy. You're just, you're, you're just homeless at that point. You understand what I'm saying? And you don't want to do shit. You're homeless and lazy, okay? Get your ass up, all right? If you can do for yourself, get up. But 
it's every, I believe a lot of males out here, a lot of us are mama's boys. And we need to claim that. Claim that on today. Claim that on Mother's Day today. Claim that when you listen to this episode. You understand what I'm saying? Claim that. Understand that your mama is there for you. Like, it, it, it is what it is. Right? Whether she, you know, our parents can only do what they could at the time. Right? Like a lot of us, a lot of us blame our parents for shit that they could, that, they, that, that we didn't get and shit like that. Like, yo, I'm at an age to where I'm, I've realized and realizing that my mom did the absolute best that she could with what she had at the time. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at so many of my associates and friends who are having kids and y'all rocking it. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of my women who are out here, they rocking it. Y'all doing the damn thing. So... I'm proud to say that you guys are just cool and you guys are dope and I love it and I love you guys. You guys are just amazing. Um, hold on, what is happening? Give me one second. Hold on. Okay, sorry y'all, we are back. Um, my camera went out <laughs> and I guess it wasn't charged. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the plug up, so my bad. But um, we are back and... <clears throat> I just really wanted to just express uh, love and gratitude to people, to those men who really just um, embrace being mama's boys. You know what I'm saying? Um, in ways that not only show your independence um, as a man, but also shows your love for your mother as well. Um, I think that being um, being true to loving your mother and understanding that you know she, your parents. You know, she did the best that she could at the time or, you know, she did the best that she could with with what she had. You know what I'm saying? And maybe she could have been better. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she could have. But, you know, we kind of got to move forward in in a way. So I love that um, I can continuously embrace my mom, continuously love on my mom, continuously uh, call her, text her, you know, joke with her, love on her, just embrace just the connection that we continue to have um as mother and son man and and kind of as friends as as, as well too uh so I, I i just love i love being a mama's boy man and i I don't trade it for anything you know what i'm saying like sorry i'm not itching. <laughs> like being a mama's boy is amazing you know what i'm saying um it it, it is it is it is something to um really really grasp and understand and then really just know that you you're not really your mama's boy you're just loving your mama right you just love your mama and that's okay because everybody most of the people love their mom all right listen we're about to get out of here i love everybody for uh kicking it with us um thank you to facebook live you know what i'm saying thank you to everybody that's listening uh, make sure that you follow me on uh, all platforms, whatever platform that you listen to podcast on. That is Stitch Radio, TuneIn Radio, um, Overcast, CastBox, um, on my website at www.tyronzahicks.com forward slash The Opinionated Brother Podcast. You can check us out there. Um, if you would like to advertise or um, advertise on the podcast or would like to become an ad partner, please go to our website at www.tyronzahicks.com forward slash ad advertising partners you can go to my website and click the link and you will be right there if you would like to um 
If you're interested, please fill out the form and we will get back to you in two business days. All right. We have some new Black Men Win interviews coming up. Make sure that you stick with those. Read those. We have Blair Thompson again, who was our past Black Men Win. Shout out to him. Check out his interview up right now. Uh, we have another uh, great, great brother. We have a couple. We have some great brothers coming on in the next couple months, y'all. I've been working, working behind these scenes, man. Like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for what's about to come. Uh, make sure that you check out the Devontae's World podcast. We just got done doing a one gotta go uh, challenge again for the episode, episode ten. So go check out that as well. Uh, we'll be talking about some more Detroit spots on the newer episode on Wednesday. So you guys go check out that. And I think that's it, man. Y'all make sure y'all stay safe, stay, be conscious, be healthy, stay safe. I love y'all. Peace to the world and hair. Grace, love.